Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, Saul Marquez here. I get what a phenomenal asset a podcast could be for your business and also how frustrating it is to navigate editing and production, monetization, and achieving the ROI you're looking for. Technical busy work shouldn't stop you from getting your genius into the world though. You should be able to build your brand easily with a professional podcast that gets attention. A patched up podcast could ruin your business. Let us do the technical busy work behind the scenes while you share your genius on the mic and take the industry stage. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. All right, everybody, what's up? Saul Marquez here. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. Today, I am privileged to host Sabrina Runbeck. She is a cardiothoracic surgery PA with more than 10 years of experience in public health and neuroscience. After overcoming burnout herself and feeling stuck in a career that drained her, she became an international peak performance keynote speaker to empower ambitious professionals like yourself to find their voice, reconnect with their passion, and become influential in their fields without feeling overwhelmed, underappreciated, or undervalued. That's why people call her the queen of performance and productivity. She hosts the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals podcast, whom has been featured on Kevin MD, Authority Magazine, and numerous stages such as Fox 5, CBS 13, Screw the Naysayers podcast, and Live on Purpose Radio. She's also an author of an upcoming book, Asian Women Who Boss Up. Find out more about Sabrina at sabrinarumbeck.com. But here in today's podcast, we're going to be covering just that, you know, the importance of staying refreshed, the importance of avoiding burnout, how to do it. She's got some great tips and I'm really excited to host her here today. So Sabrina, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Saul, for having me. And thanks everyone for listening in. And uh, we know you can be doing anything in the world right now and you choose us and listening to this episode. And I so appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you, Sabrina, for that. And yeah, really, really appreciate everybody tuning in. You can be doing anything. And here you are with us. So you're in for a treat. Sabrina, you've got such an interesting background. You know, the book coming out, you, you work at the bedside, you take care of patients. What inspires your work in healthcare? When I was growing up, I was the only girl in the family. I'm the only child. All my cousins are male. When you grow up in an Asian family, typically it's just about get you good grades, eventually get a job, but the families go for you necessarily. It's only, hey, as long as you have some kind of job and you have a great relationship, that should be it. And for me, I felt like, why should the boys are always doing something, going to business, medicine, law? Why should I be taking a back seat? Yeah. So I felt like I'm constantly just fighting against things that women should also do as well. So from a little girl, I was doing that. Then my mom came to the U.S. and uh, while I was... Uh, turning 12, I end up falling hard, but I have to fly here by myself across the world. Um, Unfortunately, she got into a car accident. So things got pretty rocky for a while. And I remember as I was still learning English, I was going to flea markets every weekend, selling pots of pans, trying to really figure out who I am as a person, but just 
doing family a little bit of service and trying to make a living. And that's also the time where I realized you got to work hard. And mm-hmm. so many things we can't rely on other people. We have resources, we can ask for help, but we have to fight for what we need. But the, that kind of tough skin that build up led me to having nonstop gaining two bachelor's degrees, two master's, getting my medical degree uh, and certified in PA, and finally going to one of the best cardiac center in the whole country. And then I felt like I still not just made it. Now I'm in the competitive round. I got to show up. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> it become a constant cycle of working 80 plus hours, taking calls almost every day. Until one day, I was feeling exhausted. And it was barely eight o'clock in the morning. And I took call again, slept maybe for three, four hours. It wouldn't been so bad, except I had a f- fever of 101. My body felt weak and my hands were even cramping. And probably anybody who's had been sick, right? You know, when your body just start to force you to stop. But I was in a hospital, scrubbed in and trying all that I can to finish uh, open heart surgery with my co-surgeon. Mm-hmm. And typically, I'm always talking, I'm listening to music, I'm chatting, even throughout the case. And that day, I was quiet. So one of the nurses realized, ooh, when Sabrina's quiet, probably not good. Something's so, going on. Something's going on. And she was passing Dayquil and cough drop under my mask just to keep me going. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, when I woke up, I was barely able to just get a cup of water. I was covered with night sweat. So one I finally admit to myself, you know, despite how much I wanted to be there, how uh, I know there are cases that still need to go on, I just can't do it. We always value our patients, our clients, our uh, other things around us to probably thinking about what needs to be done. But we actually don't treat ourselves that way. And I had to own up to that. Instead of, of getting into the cycle of blaming, how come this person is not doing this? How come I got stuck? I have to own up to, I let myself to be in that cycle. So I had to go back to my root in neuroscience and public health, dug out my own thesis, which is on self-care, self-efficacy, stress management, and learning from other big neurologists, psychologists, and to figure out a system really to turn my life around. And I would say I love medicine because it's so intriguing. You need to be thinking really fast. And at the time, my body is also now unique. So many of us have the cycle of feeling like we got to fight for it, but we don't. We just have to understand that we truly don't have a stress management or burnout issue. We have a boundary and leadership issue. Yeah. Interesting perspective, Sabrina. And, uh, you know, you're in that moment where you were just that at your wit's end, you crashed and you made some good realizations. And so now it sounds like you're you're dedicated to this mission of helping others do the same thing. Talk to us a little bit more about that and, and how you're doing it. Yeah, I believe we all work so hard to get to where we are right now. And we didn't do it just to hate it. (laughs) We did it because we earned our degrees, earned our experience, earned 
whatever title that you have. But if we're just being so good at doing and feeling like if I don't do something, I'm non-productive, those are the sabotaging behavior that hold us back. So for example, the first time all of us got into our dream school job, that happiness is exhilarating, right? We are jumping ups and down. We're so happy about it. However, think back to those moments. How long did the happiness last? Now, one of my coach and mentor from Stanford have a concept called passive intelligence. So his example is achievement, right? Many of us feeling like we got to have another degree, get your PhD, MBA, XYZ. So then you can then move forward in your life, get another better position. All of those, despite how many books we read, podcasts we're listening to, all the worksheets that we did, they're just knowledge-based. What truly creates satisfaction is the other part where we need to understand there are nine different categories, sabotaging tendencies that we have that are pulling us down. And if we do recognize those, and then we can pivot out of that into the empowerment state of us where we can be resourceful, curious, wanted to be innovative and creative and empathetic. But if we're constantly being stuck in the way that we're doing, we're just being such a good machine and going, then we don't realize actually we're living without aim. So what I help people with from speaking and consulting is to really dive deeper on how can we truly become a influential key figure in our organization, in our field, have our voice, being able to do more things with less time, then we won't live with overwhelmed, being feeling like we're underappreciated or undervalued. Those are really important things. And, uh, you know, uh, many of us fall into that trap. You know, we will fall into getting overworked and in the trenches, lose sight of the why and really start the burnout process. And so talk to us about how you do it, Sabrina. What exactly are you doing and, and how is it different or better than all else that's available for, for folks to feel more fulfilled and to get that traction they're looking for? Yeah, I appreciate you asking that. In our society, it's always on. People feel like between the eat, work, sleep, they can hardly get anything else fit into their schedule, but they still have so much they feel like they haven't tapped into. And that means you could be wanting to create a new project and just not getting it out there and missing out that promotion because you haven't really put yourself into a spot or even feeling undervalued because you've been doing so much, but somehow people are not really verbally or physically showing that. Appreciation is not a driver in our performance in workplace. It beats out better salary and your bonuses and even autonomy and training. So how can we go back to the place where we feel fulfilled, satisfied? We're not just chasing happiness, but we understand why we even do that. So the first step is to redefine your motivation. One of the most common questions we were asked when we were younger, right? And is what do you want to do when you grow up? Even nowadays, when we go to networking event, we're just meeting someone new. People always want to ask, what do you do? Instead of really asking who you are, what you are about, 
So the doing part is the main thing that got us trapped. And we are constantly doing these check marks of doing, doing, and get to next thing, get to next task. Instead of thinking, how do you want to live? What would it be an ideal lifestyle for you? And that really encompasses both the way that you want to work, who you wanted to hang out with, what type of people you wanted to be in your life, your family, and what is your personal mission? How do you want it to show up? If we don't really know that so clearly, then people tend to have all different type of dreams, but procrastinate and not able to make them come true. So the first step really is defining what really ultimately we want in life. So then we can have an internal compass to take steps to get there. Instead of making check marks of getting the good degree or good job, a house or a car, but all those check marks don't really lead us anywhere because once you get them, now what? Well said. And it's that that feeling, right, where you you did what you said you were going to do, you you earned that degree, you earned that salary, you got that deal, insert the goal here, and then once you get there, it's done, it's over. How long do you actually feel good for? And, you know, the answer is, to your point, is that, you know, success is a journey, it's not an end point, and it's defining that why. So so really appreciate you highlighting that for us today, Sabrina. And, and so if this is something that's been on your mind, I feel like it's it's something worth thinking about right now. How has what you do helped out, you know, your clients or and how has it improved, you know, the things that they're doing in healthcare? Because you work with a lot of healthcare people, right? Yes, it's both from small group, hospital, unit and individuals as well. So we discussed our first step is defining what that even looked like for us. We're no longer just a healthcare professional who's doing a job for our patients. We are thinking bigger. We're no longer just work to work. We're actually work for the meaning of living. And so we can understand the purpose of why we even got into this field so we can go further. So what's next? We Once we know what we want to do, people need to start thinking about how can we keep that momentum going so we're no longer having so much emotional roller coasters to really show up every day and enjoy your day. Then figure out all these sabotaging you have. So truly master your psychology, reprogramming our neural cognitive behavior to recognize, hey, you know what? These are just tendencies that are pulling me down, like professionalism, like controlling, like uh, over-logical thinking, like avoidance of pain. But I don't need to criticize myself for those things. I can empower myself and change the way that I'm thinking, the way that I'm doing things, every single opportunity, and to change into that empowerment side. And then once we have the ability to clear out the roadblocks out there, then we can think about what else can we do? Despite have the basic core foundation, we need to have the right energy to do it. And do you even know that you have a natural energy cycle? It's not all about, give me another five minutes, just let me do this. Then maybe I'll take a water break. And many, plenty of people I have talked to and have said like, uh, they don't even drink water or go to the bathroom because they feel like things are always going to be another, another, another thing come up. 
that's ultimately a boundary issue. So now we can truly talk about productivity. When you know your energy, you can reboot it within two minutes and you bring back your focus. One of the exercises I showed during my last talk was a cardiac center and they actually just came off overnight shift for 12 hours. And after the exercise, she told me that she can probably go on for another 12 hour shift. It's, that's the, not the point of saying we <laughs> put our body on the machine, right? Keep going. But if you feel good, if you feel in tone to yourself, we get things done with the most utter efficiency and you can make better judgments for yourself and truly be able to say no more often and not just constantly feeling like you have to say yes because you're obligated about it. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's having that, that inner wisdom, you know, that inner wisdom to say no. Saying no is actually saying yes to yourself. And, uh, and, and, and oftentimes it's easier said than done. And you shared, you know, the tough road that you began with and really inspiring to hear that you went from, you know, selling pots and pans at a flea market to all the amazing stuff that you've done today. What would you say is one of the biggest setbacks people deal with and a key learning that, that could come out of that? And, and maybe it's one of your experiences that you want to share or maybe a general experience. Your call. Yeah, major setback. You go back to our negative tendencies that these sabotaging tendencies we have and is judgment. I even remember when I was in high school, I barely sat down. I was chatting with my friends, just got uh, into my AP calculus class. Mm-hmm. And um, I can see my teacher start walking around, passing out the quiz that we had taken a few days ago. And now I am not chatting. My hands are sweating and my heart is pounding. I just remember when I took that quiz. Yeah, did not feel good. Because there's a few questions I keep thinking about. I'm just like, how am I not remembering how to do these things? And now I start thinking, oh my gosh, what, what, what is my score? Why I saw that night inside a big red circle? And this girl don't cry. Pray. And people start to stare at me. It's like, what is going on with her? And um, the score I got was an 82. So for some people that might think, okay, it's a B minus, big deal. And some people probably will agree with me. Yeah, that shouldn't happen. But ultimately is I never learned how to have self-empathy. And many times we are taught about empathy and giving empathy, but also never learned about giving ourselves or receive empathy. Because the judgment tendency we have is we're so hard on ourselves. We create an arbitrary standard internally on how we need to be and ought to be. And however we don't do it, and it's such a almost like slap on face. Why would we constantly be us down? And that is the same thing in medicine, healthcare. There's so many things we cannot predict. We're trying our best to do. And just like COVID situation now, there are some patients are super critical and you can do all you need to do to help them, but not everyone can come out healed and come out fresh and new as how they were before. But many people also hold onto that guilt, that sadness. So we criticize everything that we do every day, but we don't give ourselves enough credit. 
even you can finish 80% of what you need to do for yourself, for other people today, that should be honored, that should be praised. And that's one thing we have to look into is what type of tendency that you have and how can we quickly get ourselves out? If we constantly repeat and rehearse all of the things that didn't go well, then we're stuck. Instead of looking at, okay, we understand there's a lesson need to be learned. But once you got the lesson, then we have to detach and move on. Well said. And we often don't give ourselves credit. Like, you know, I mean, if you're an achiever, you're probably really hard on yourself. And you, you don't give yourself that credit that Sabrina is talking about here. And, and so a lot of things to reflect on. <laughs> yeah. Sabrina, you're, right. You're, you're, and, and these are things that we don't think about often enough, you know, and, and, and I'm glad that you're here to remind us that we do need to give ourselves more credit, that it's okay. And so I appreciate you mentioning all of these things, bringing us back to the basics. It's so key. We could oftentimes get carried away with the day-to-day. And as you reflect on, you know, some of your clients and, and the work that you've done this year, what would you say you're most excited about? I think what I'm most excited about is to see that there's a lot of things we yet have to learn about each other, about ourselves. And the one thing I focus with everybody from our program is that influence part. Because if we can truly understand how we can appreciate ourselves by understanding our true passion zone and genius zone, and we live in that zone more than 80% of the time, and knowing everybody else's around you, bring out the best in them. And so you can magnetize these geniuses to you. Then we won't accidentally diminishing people. And we can show up as the influential person that we already are. People don't realize you are a leader. If you have a new thought, if you have a team, even you just work with someone, you're leading in some way. And so why not become a magnet for talent, for goodness? And that's how we can drive even more impact in the world and not becoming an accidental diminisher. And that's what I'm excited about to see. Don't think about uh, stuck yourself into a bubble, a mode of leadership and to truly become that performer, that ambitious person that you already are while feeling good and satisfied and not missing out truly in life. We need to know who we are, how we want to show up and be able to connect and be able to become that true influential person and enjoy your life and make sure you pat yourself on the back. Love it. You know, and I'm excited about that too. You got to take some time and, hey, you know, I beat myself up too, you know, and at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that I should be giving myself credit for. So this is a great reminder for all of us. And Sabrina, you are doing lots of things and we'll be leaving links to all of the awesome work that, that you're up to, all of the, the, the ways that people could get in touch with you. And as well as uh, a link to the to the book when it when it goes live. I love the title, by the way. <laughs> Asian women who boss up. And, <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> so before we conclude, and folks, by the way, just outcomesrocket.health. Type in Sabrina into the search bar, and you guys all know I got a new search bar up. It works awesome. Uh, you'll be able to see 
all the show notes, links, everything that is available to you here today. So make sure you go there, type in Sabrina and find out the different ways to connect. But before we conclude, Sabrina, leave us with the closing thought and tell us what the best way that the listeners can get in touch with you is. Yeah, so so appreciate you having uh, me on your show. And again, thanks everyone for listening in. I'm very active on LinkedIn and Instagram. And for people who are listening on the show, I am giving out five peak performance blueprint calls where we can really dive deeper into what's your number one killer preventing you from this awesome, powerful career and a passion life. And um, what are the things that you can really do to figure out your passion zone and genius zone so you can truly live in fulfillment? And people can go to sabrinarombach.com forward slash blueprint to grab a call with me. Well, that is awesome. And uh, folks, why not take Sabrina up on this? Five of them. So make sure you reach out to her. Take advantage of, of the limited number of sessions that she's offering for free. Sabrina, thank you for doing that. I really appreciate you doing that for for our community. Yeah, thank you. I so appreciate everyone for support. And then really, especially in the uh, time of right now, we can really leverage on each other. Agreed. So thanks again, Sabrina. So again, folks, make sure you take her up on the session, sabrinarunbeck.com forward slash blueprint. Check her out there. I know we, we shared a lot today. So you could also find it on outcomesrocket.health. And we'll add the link there. Just type in Sabrina in the search bar and you'll get to that very easily. Sabrina, thank you so much. This has been a a great session with you and uh, definitely looking forward to staying in touch. Yes, please. And thank you, everyone. Hope you all have an amazing day. Hey, everyone. Saul Marquez here. Have you launched your podcast already and discovered what a pain it could be to keep up with editing, production, show notes, transcripts, and operations? What if you could turn over the keys to your podcast busy work while you do the fun stuff like expanding your network and taking the industry stage. Let us edit your first episode for free so you can experience the freedom. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more.